you for listening to this podcast presented by Compassion Church. We're so glad you joined us today. For more information, including service times and locations, please visit our website, compassion.cc. Now here's this week's message. Praise the Lord. Aren't you glad to be in the house of the Lord today? Y'all sound excited. You act like you're in church. Amen. And that's where you are. You know, we've been doing a study on God lies. And I've gotten more trouble for this sermon series. Everybody's thinking that I'm calling God a liar. And I would never call God a liar. What I've been talking about is the fact that we many times tell, we tell God lies. In other words, we say things that are not true, not in the word of God, but we'll believe them, repeat them, and tell them it's gospel when it's not. I was thinking about this week, what is one of those God lies that we tell all the time? And one of the ones is this. In fact, I'm probably about to shock you. One of those God lies is God moves in mysterious ways. Now, how many of you thought that was in the scriptures? Raise your hand. Don't come on. Y'all scared to death to raise your hand. You're like, I'm going to be found out to be a liar. Seventy percent, seventy-six percent of all believers believe that that is a quote from the Word of God. Seventy-six percent of most believers And I dare to say that I don't have all the other 24% sitting in this church. So I'm pretty sure that some of you have believed that lie. Pastor, where in the world does it come from? Is it in the Word of God? Is it in the Scriptures? Actually, no. That verse right there, God moves in mysterious ways, actually is not in the Word. Now, Is the thought in the scriptures? Yes. Is there an idea that we get from as we study? Well, of course. But where does it actually come from? Well, let me tell you the story. In 1763, a man in London walks out of his house, goes down to a riverway with all intentions, with all thoughts of thought himself in that river to drown himself. He couldn't live with the pain, the sorrow, the disappointment anymore. And he wanted his life to come to an end. But as it gets to the water's edge, there's a man standing there just staring at him, looking at him, almost if he was guarding the river. He looks around, the man won't dare walk up to the water And he notices that the water, although there had been a lot of rain, the water was pretty low. So he decides with the man standing here with the water, the depth that it is, there's no way that I could, well, drown myself. He goes back to his house. He says, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll find as many opium as I can, and I'll overdose, and I'll kill myself. When he gets back to the house, he gets the bottle of it, 
He's about to take it, and he cannot get his hand to come up to his face. He said, no matter how hard I tried, no matter what I did, I could not. I did it over and over, but I could not get my hand to come to my face. Almost if there was a mysterious force holding down my hand. But not one to give up. You see the irony in that, don't you? He desires now to hang himself. He gets a rope, puts it around his neck, and proceeds to hang himself in his room. But the rope broke, and he fell to the ground. And someone come running in the room to catch him. He decided at that moment that just maybe, just maybe, there was someone intervening to make sure that there was a guy standing by the river to make sure that his arm couldn't get the drugs to his mouth. And there was somebody that made sure that that rope broke, that he could not hang himself. He would leave, he was a famous poet. He would leave and move to a, a town called Ani. When he gets there, he meets a man by the name of John Newton. Now, for some of you, you may not know who John Newton is, but he wrote a song that we still sing today. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. Do you want me to sing it for you? No, you don't. He moves in right next door to him. In fact, they share kind of the same house. John Newton was a preacher. In fact, he was such a renowned, powerful preacher that people actually were moving to the town just to be around him. Newton would befriend this man by the name of Wim. And he knew the distress that he was in and what he was struggling with. So he said, what you need to do is write. That's what's going to save you. That's what's going to help you. You need to write. William and John Newton would go on to write many hymns together. And William would write a hymn, The Shining Light in the Darkness. And the first line of that song was, God moves in mysterious ways. Now, today I used a quote that is not in the scriptures, not verbatim, but is a thought there. If we look today, if you look with me to Isaiah chapter 55, you'll find kind of the sentiment, the thought of what the famous poet was writing. It says in Isaiah 55 verse 8, for my faults are not your faults, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my faults than your thoughts. Do, do you see a little bit of that? The Lord moves in mysterious ways there. 
See, if we begin to look at that passage, there's some things that jump out. As we begin to look at that passage, we will find out that God works in ways we've never thought about. We know this from the passage. Our thoughts and his thoughts are tremendously different. Do you know that tonight? That your thoughts and God's thoughts are tremendously different. Isaiah says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts. You know why our thoughts are not God's thoughts? Because of our restricted way of thinking. For just five minutes, I would love to get into your brain. Just get in there real quick and see what's going on. And she said, no, you don't. You don't want to get in my thoughts. And in fact, I, I, I text Pastor David today. I said, hey, hey, make sure those ACs are on. I don't want to be hot tonight. And, and he said, already done. I text him later on. I said, hey, send a mass text to make sure you let everybody know about tonight. He said, he's already sent. And I said, Lord, how mercy, man. You're reading my thoughts. What am I thinking right now? And I said, stop, no, don't. See, our mind is restricted by what we've gone through, what we've faced, the limitations of our thoughts. Romans 12, 2 says this, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God? See, most of you tonight, you need your mind transformed, don't you? Amen. You need it renewed. The author there, Romans, says, I understand. I'm, I've been where you've been. I've had the, the thoughts. I've had the fears. I've had the anxiety. I've had the worry. I've had all of it. See, I restricted mine because of the fears and the, and the anguish and the, and the tragedies and all that we've gone through have begun to shape our mind to believe that nothing will work. That everything's impossible. That life is always going to be this way. Nothing's ever going to get any better. This is just the way life's going to be. Our thoughts are restricted because we focus on the wrong things. I love what the author said in Philippians chapter 4. He said, finally, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are a good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things, these things which you learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do and the God of peace will be with you. See, we're restricted by our way of thinking. Everybody's out to get me. We're restricted by our way of thinking that, in other words, that we're not smart enough or bright enough or, or we've had too many problems in the past or we got too many sins or, or we made too many mistakes. It restricts us and holds us back. We're restricted because some way, somehow, we stopped listening to God and we started listening to the devil. 
He's the liar. He's the liar. He's the one that will tell you things that aren't true. He's the one that will tell you and make you feel like you're not good enough, worthy enough. He's the one that will make you feel like a loser. It's the devil. God will never do that to you. Why? Because you are his child. But see, his thoughts are not restricted. Romans chapter 11 verse 33 says this, Oh, the depths of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God. I love this right here. This ties into the phrase, how unsearchable are his judgments and his ways past finding out. See, there is no restriction on God. In fact, the only restriction on God in your life is you and the restrictions you put on him. The only thing that God can't do in your life is what you tell God he can't do. See, we put restrictions, and it's our thoughts that we don't have the mind of Christ. But if we could ever get the mind of Christ, the thoughts of Christ, the belief of Christ, if we could ever stop being restricted by the minds that have begun to form who we are. Oh, God is unlimited what he can do in you and through you. Remember what he said, nor our ways... Or your ways my ways. Nor are your ways my ways. See, we're restricted by a human body. I'm reminded every day I'm now having to wear glasses. You don't understand my font on this computer. You could probably put it on a billboard driving down the road and see it. I'm reminded every day, and I'm fighting it left. I won't wear glasses out anywhere else. But finally today in a meeting, I was on a Zoom meeting, and I finally just had to put the glasses on. I couldn't see the screen. I gave in. I gave in. My voice, I'm, I'm preaching five now, six times on a, during the week. Amen. And to be honest with you, this is probably the best my voice has sounded in probably a week. It's amazing how when you're doing what God wants you to do, God will always give you the strength. See, we're limited by our, our physical body, by our human body. But see, what we need to understand is God doesn't have those restrictions. Our physical body is held back by sickness and disease, but yet we know the great physician who is not bound by the things of this world, who can heal your body, set you free, and take care of you. See, we're restricted many times by lack of education, by how smart we think we are or are not. See, I love what God says. He says this, I love to take the common thing of man and confound the wise. Case in point, common. Have no right to be up here. Not deserving or worthy or did anything. Not of good speech. Not a great speaker. None of that. 
But yet God reached down and he could have taken so many more to stand before you tonight and preach, to share the gospel, the good news. But I wonder why in heaven if when God started pouring some out and then he said, oh, well, let me see. Uh, Wichita Falls, Texas. John Leggett. I'm sure there are some angels that went, uh-uh. No. I'm sure there were some angels in the, in the back playing their harps. God, what did Wichita Falls do to deserve him? But see, God loves it. God loves to take what we perceive to be impossibles. God loves to take it and put it in a bow. He loves to wrap it up and then bring it to a gift to show everybody, this is what I can do when you let me do. See, Psalms 1830 says it this way. As for God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord is proven. He is a shield to all who trust him. I'll stop with this. To really understand Isaiah 55, you've got to go a little step further. Listen to what the author says. He says, for as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than yours and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain comes down, listen to this, as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven and do not return there but water the earth and make it bring forth and bud that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth it shall not return void, but it shall accomplish what I please and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. Let me share something with you today. God sent you here for a reason. God put you on this earth for a purpose. And he said, just as the rain and the snow come down and it's not in vain because it waters the earth to bring flowers and plants and trees. He said, because my word is true and my promises are yes and amen. He said, your ways and your thoughts say it's impossible. God can never use you. But God says, my ways and my thoughts said God can use you. We want to thank you so much for joining us for our service today. We hope that you've enjoyed it. Before we let you go today, I want you to know that Jesus Christ loves you. And over 2,000 years ago, God the Father gave His Son, Jesus Christ, to die upon a cross for you. That through His death, you would have eternal life. And through the shedding of His blood, you would have forgiveness of all your sins of past, present, and even future. So if you're watching right now, and you're right now living in a life of shame, sadness, and sin, I want to introduce you to my Savior. All you have to do today to be saved is first admit that you're a sinner in need of God's grace and wonderful love. 
believe that he is the son of the living God, died upon a cross for you, rose on the third day, and lives forevermore at the right hand of the Father, interceding for you. And with your mouth, confess the Lord of your life, and you shall be saved. See, if you're watching right now, and as I'm saying these words, it's touching something in your heart, and you say, today, I want to give my heart life to Christ, then I want you to say this prayer with me. Say, dear Jesus, forgive me my sins and all of my ways. I ask you to come into my heart and into my life. I repent of my ways, and I ask you to be the Lord and Savior of my life forever and ever. Amen. If you just said that prayer with me, I want you to know that you are a child of God. Your sins have been washed away. You're a new creation, the Bible says. And eternity with Christ is your reward. Do us a favor. If you gave your heart and life to Christ today, please let us know in the comments or reach out to the church. And we would like to tell you your next steps in following Christ Jesus. Thank you so much. God bless you. Thank you guys for joining us here at Compassion Church Online. If God has done anything amazing in your life, a story that you want to share, make sure that you comment below and let us know. We hope that you guys have a great week and we'll see you here next weekend. Thank you for listening to this podcast presented by Compassion Church. We're so glad you joined us today. For more information, including service times and locations, please visit our website, compassion.cc.